In case you missed it, today we are bringing you a special encore release of a recent episode. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, August 30th at 1130 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. A big component of successful investing is getting the narrative right. Early identification of the correct narrative can lead to great performance, while ignoring the narrative or getting it wrong usually produces the opposite outcome. 2021 may be a perfect example of this playing out in real time. With the S&P 500 up another 20% so far this year, many active managers are finding it hard to keep up as the market leadership has bounced around more than normal. With that said, the price action in U.S. equity markets this year has followed the script of changing narratives quite nicely. Cyclicals and small caps led the charge earlier in the year as the market contemplated the distribution of vaccines and the reopening of the economy. This was in line with our early cycle stage recovery narrative. In mid-March, though, we pivoted to a new narrative, labeling it the mid-cycle transition, the period when markets contemplate the peak rate of change in growth and policy. At that time, we downgraded small caps and recommended investors upgrade portfolios by buying quality. Since then, the MSCI Quality Index has outperformed small caps by 22%, a 60% annualized rate. However, last week, small caps and lower quality stocks were up double digits, begging the question, is the mid-cycle transition now priced in? On the one hand, many of the internal rotations we expected during the mid-cycle transition have played out. In addition to large caps and quality outperforming, early cycle sectors like autos, transport, semiconductors, home builders improvement, and consumer discretionary have all underperformed since March. This suggests we're now in the later stages of that transition. However, the S&P 500 has avoided its typical 10% plus drawdown as valuations have remained elevated. Small caps have started to outperform the MSCI Quality Index, as well as the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100, two of the highest quality large cap indices in the world. We think this may be the early signal that it's time for high quality names to finally see a derating on valuation and complete the mid-cycle transition. On the other hand, while the Fed has not yet begun to taper its asset purchases, we think the start is inevitable later this fall or in the winter. With record GDP and earnings growth, rising inflation, and the rates of infection from the Delta variant peaking, the Fed will feel more pressure to remove what is essentially emergency monetary accommodation. That means higher interest rates and lower equity valuations. With the quality stocks now expensive relative to the market and arguably more crowded today, it may be their turn to experience the rolling correction that's been ongoing all year. It also suggests we get a rotation back towards cyclicals and reopening plays in travel and leisure stocks. Financials should also do well under this scenario as rates rise. The other reason we might finally see the S&P 500 experience at mid-cycle transition correction is that growth disappoints. With peak everything, a deceleration is looming, and the chances are increasing that it's greater than expected. In short, this fall, we still expect our mid-cycle transition to end with a 10% plus S&P 500 correction. But a narrative of either faster or slower growth will determine the leadership from here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 